Welcome to the Marlton Assembly of God Sermon Podcast. Our church is focused on developing fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We hope you are blessed by this message. Good morning, Marlton Assembly. We're here today because we will not forget. We will not forget because of people like our dear shepherd of this flock, Pastor John Wagner, and the great team that make up this awesome, powerful witness of God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. We'll not forget because they've gone the extra mile to help us to realize the significance and the importance of paying the ultimate sacrifice. I want to share we're honored to be here today. My wife, Phyllis, 48 years of marriage. And as Pastor John says, six daughters. I'm a man that keep trying. I wanted the son. I've been blessed with five grandsons. We're also thankful to the honorees and to those that were specially called to speak to us this morning, Assistant Mayor and Councilman. I got Bobby D and Lieutenant Colonel Bancarf. And to a dear servant of the Lord and his lovely wife, Brother and Sister Beretta. And to you, the men and women that make up this great nation, who are here today because you value, you value the God that we serve, and you value yourselves because you believe, and because you believe, you value others. Because I'm convinced that every one of you here today recognize and realize that everybody's important, everybody is significant, and everybody is your blessing. And because of that, you are special. And when we come on such a designated occasion, there are three things that recognize those that pay the ultimate price. Honor, duty, and country. I love America. Not only because I was born here, but I had the privilege of serving in the United States Army and, and fighting to help democracy be spread around the world. I also served as a, in law enforcement on both the local and federal levels because I believe that everybody is important and significant and their rights ought to be protected to live in the freedom that our brothers and sisters who paid the ultimate price for us to have. And I also had the honor to serve as a shepherd of this great nation through the Assemblies of God to be a witness of the greatest hero 
my superhero, Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. Thank you. Amen. Let's give it up for him. It is his example, the first hero of existence of humanity who sacrificed his life that you and I would be able to honor today others who've gone and come behind him. And so we're here to celebrate because of the awesome beauty of a caring Heavenly Father, God Almighty, who was moved by something that has moved others to continue to honor the value of those who make and pay the ultimate sacrifice. And we can read in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love, greater love has no one than this. That he laid down his life for his friends. There is no greater love. Grasp the beauty of what Jesus is saying here. There is no greater love than for one to lay down their life for a friend. In other words, to pay the ultimate sacrifice. Because, because they are loved by that friend. You see, the greatest, greatest word that is known throughout humanity and every nation and country and every kindred and every tongue, there's one powerful dynamic word that stands out and lays the foundation and begins to result in having special events like this today in the house of God and, and so many other means of recognizing those heroes of ours. Men and women who don a uniform because they believe that everybody is important and everybody is significant and everybody is a blessing and their life is worth freedom. Freedom can only be gained when men and women realize that God did not create any of us to be enslaved or in prison or in bondage or pushed away as insignificant and unimportant. You see, that's why he made us in his image and his likeness. And I can tell you today about a hero of that magnitude. As a matter of fact, there were two. There was this young man. As we heard Councilman Bobby D state about his friends. But this young man, too, was compelled that during the Vietnam era that he wanted to be a difference maker. That he wanted to be accepted in his own country. During those difficult times of civil rights and segregation growing up in the South. Felt that if he'd done a uniform and fought on behalf of this great nation that the segregation and the inequalities would dissolve and disappear. 
and he would be received and accepted. In honor, in duty, and in country. And so after graduating high school, he went and volunteered to go into the military. And two days later, he was given the pledge to serve and protect this great nation that we call our home, America. The land of the free and the home of the brave. He'd done his uniform and his equipment, went to basic, and, and it felt that he wanted to go higher and even wanted to be a ranger, but his age prohibited, and he went to the next level of airborne infantry. Gong-ho, let's go get them. Let's set people free from bondage. And so he was deployed to, to Vietnam. And during that time of deployment, excited about representing his nation, about fighting for the freedom of people who he never knew and never met, but they were valuable because he believed that everybody is important. Everybody is significant and everybody is a blessing. Nobody deserves to be enslaved and their rights violated by other human beings because we're all created in the image and the likeness of Almighty God who has no respect to persons, but honor and treat everybody the same. And if we truly honor him, then we have to honor each other. For Jesus himself taught that the greatest commandment is that we would love God with all our heart and our soul and that we will love ourselves and we will love our neighbors as we would love ourselves. You see, the, the commandment is that we love one another. This powerful word, love, is, is thicker than the glue or any chemical that can bond two things together. It transcends it transcend culture. It transcends belief and behavior. It transcends uh, past errors and mistakes. It transcends the pigmentation of the skin and, and the gender. And what part of the world you were born in. You see this thing called love. Is so dynamic that it causes people to do. And make the ultimate sacrifices. This young man didn't realize that. Until the 25th of February. 1967. On the battlefield in. Vietnam, while being on an, an assignment and in the process of a search and destroy mission, his outfit was ambushed and looked like bullets and rockets and mortar rounds were coming from everywhere. There was 12 of us that day, and as we walked to try and get cover, we dropped to, to, to put the rucksacks on the ground and and they, that young man, along with his comrades, got online to return to fire and attack the area where the firing of ammunition and bullets were coming from. And as they marched toward the enemy, they realized that 
This is not a game anymore. This is not training. And that's how it is in life. Sometimes we think that it's a game that we can play and, and, and we can do things that are going to hurt others and, and defile and bully and mistreat others. Not realizing that it only takes one bullet to take a life away. And so while marching toward the enemy and seeing comrades fall from the enemy fire, you kept marching because you believed in honor and duty and country. You're bound by love. And so you keep going and you keep marching. And finally, we got about 75 yards out onto the battlefield. And suddenly, we set up a perimeter. And usually, firefights would last maybe five to 10 minutes and, and they would be over with. But this one went 15 minutes. And the ammunition was slowly getting low. A young man with his partner happened to be the assistant machine gunner that day. And as they began to fire that M60 machine gun to the enemy, and the enemy was firing back, it was a determination and a driven force of fortitude to stand and not turn back and not get afraid and run, but to go forward. You see, something about honor, and duty, and country has a tendency to make you look beyond your own frailties and look to the heights of what could be. It reminds me of Jesus. He knew that he had to hang on that old rugged cross and give up the ghost. But he stated it was joy beyond the cross that he was looking to. That's what it does when you done that uniform representing your great nation. That there's something about tomorrow that makes it essential for you to maximize your potentials today. That you would excel to a level that Somebody else might benefit even if you have to pay the ultimate sacrifice. So as the fighting continued, this young man and the machine gun was running low in ammunition. It, we called in the gunships and they began to shoot rockets and on our position as well because we, we thought we were going to be overrun that day. But nobody ran because if this is the day to pay the ultimate price, it was the day that we stood even taller on honor, duty, and country. The machine gunner said to the young man, I need more ammo. We're running low. Go get our rucksacks there. Two bandoliers apiece. That'll give us 400 more rounds. So this young man under fire ran back about 50 yards to 
locate the rucksacks and bring back the ammo still being fired upon. There was no fear about being hit by a rind. There was something greater than being shot that day. Something greater is that tomorrow will be better for somebody else. But while I'm here, we've got to stand and maximize our potentials because life is so important and significant and it's something about love that that young man did not understand that day. But the enemy kept coming and the machine gun and the the young man had run out of ammo. The M16 that the young man had kept jamming and he kept grabbing the hot barrel to eject the rind because he could fire only one rind at a time as he fed the bandolier into the M60 machine gun. The machine gunner looked at him and said, you're going to have to stay here and hold this position alone. I've got to run back to the command post because if we get overran, I've got to protect the command post. And he left the young man there with a jam weapon that would fire one round at a time. Isolated in a place he'd never been before. But there was no fear. And there was no hatred. Because honor, duty, and country has such a grip and power hold that you would do everything to stand and to hold because there will be a better tomorrow for someone. And as the firing continued and the gunships began to shoot the rockets down, they set the underbrush on fire. And the flames to this young man left began to leap as high as six to seven feet as the brush burned and came closer. He was able to fire one round at a time and he realized that the flames were coming at his direction. The enemy had him pinned down. And that's how it is in the world today. There are people who are pinned down that we know not of. They're pinned down by sin. And the flames of hell is, is closing in on them. They're pinned down. They want to escape the, the darkness of evil and destruction and the acts of inhumanity against humanity is intensifying. They want somebody to reach out and touch them, but there was nobody there, apparently. And this young man experienced that. He realized that I've got to get those rucksacks out of the path of the fire because if I don't, they have grenades in them and they're going to blow up. And if they do, everything in that vicinity would be destroyed, including himself. And as he began to move forward to, to remove those rucksacks, the machine gun fire and automatic weapon fire that was coming at him continued to cut tree limbs down and branches as they hit all around. He grabbed one of the rucksacks, the, the machine gunner had left, and he tossed it behind him and, and crawled back to the little tree that was the only thing that's given cover from the enemy's fire. You see, sometimes life is like that. It doesn't seem as if there's no protection. There's no way out. There's no hope. There's no help. People are pinned down. 
hurting. It could be you, a family member, a friend. But they need somebody to just reach out and touch them where they are. And that's what that day resulted in duty and honor duty and country did. As he went back to remove the other rucksack, he finally tasted the enemy's bullet as it hit him through his leg and spun him around. And the flames of the fire kept coming. You see, that's how life is. Many are wounded by sin and darkness and hatred and evilness. They're pinned down. They can't move. They can't get up. There's nobody around. It's lonely. It's sad. It's painful. And he screamed out, I'm hit. I'm hit. I'm hit. Loud as he could and three times and began to try to crawl away because the rucksack now was unreachable and the flames were closing in on it. But because of honor, duty, and country, he didn't run. He stayed there and out of nowhere, you see, These are the men and women I'm getting ready to talk about. Two voices cried out, Smitty, you better fire. Smitty, you better fire. They're right in front of you, man. You see, that's how it is in this world. The enemy is right there in front of us. Tugging and pulling to suck all the life out of every human. And he has no respect of persons either. He doesn't care who it is. He doesn't care what your title, your position. He doesn't care what your finances are. You're an adversary of force, an enemy to him. And he has a mission to destroy you. We're all targets of Satan, the world, and the flesh. And many of us have been wounded and pinned down Hoping that somebody would come along and, and rescue us. And I yell today because I was that young man that was pinned down and wounded. I yelled back to Franks. And I said, I can't. My weapon is jammed. I've been hit. And the flames are coming at me. You see... At the right time, God comes in a mysterious way to let you know that you're not alone. Amen. You just got to hold on. Amen. You just got to have faith and confidence in yourself. That my life is not in vain. Oh, I'm not the best that I could be, but I'm God's creation. Amen. Let's go ahead and give him glory. You see, I didn't know what love was and like so many others until that day. I thought it was a, like a girlfriend or, 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 or somebody of that magnitude. I, I understood the, that kind of 
love. But I didn't even understand brotherly love. And I certainly didn't understand agape love. The God kind. And Franks said, hold on, I'm coming. And I said to you, if you're pinned down, just hold on. Help is on the way. Don't give up. Don't quit. It was honor, duty, and country that caused me to hold on that day. And Frank started running toward me and got about 10 yards from me and he kneeled down to open up fire and when he kneeled, the automatic weapon fire that was once pinning me down turned to him. Everybody's got a hero. Sometimes we don't appreciate him. We don't even recognize him. He was one of the nicest guys in the whole outfit. Never cursed, didn't drink. He was truly a Christian. I was a, a demon. I drunk and I smoked and I was had the nastiest mouth of profanity. I wanted to be so bad I smoked Lucky Strikes with no filters and Paul Mall. <laughs> I was going to be so bad I was going to scare the enemy. Until I found out that the enemy is just like me, trying to scare me. And so Franks came up, and as he came in, he turned to me, and blood began to pour out of his face and his torso where that automatic weapon had hit him, and he was just blood flowing. And you know, this is where love became a reality. He turned to me, and our eyes connected. As if to say, Smitty, I'm sorry. I can't help you. And his body fell to the ground. The ultimate prize of a friend reaching out to touch a friend that was hurting. What caused him to do that? He was safe where he was. I learned what love really was that day. When I became a Christian some years later, this verse has never left my heart. I wear my pens and I wear my symbols of Vietnam veteran and, and I fly a flag on my motorhome high and bold. And it's not because I'm some superstar. It's because of Franks. William Franks. Who paid the ultimate price that I could live to be 69 years of age and serve God and reach out to help others. That's why we would never forget them. What about you?
What about your heroes? That paid the ultimate price. Well, it may not have been their lives yet, but the moms and the dads, the sisters and brothers, the classmates, the neighbors, the friends. They are doing it so that you would do it. And if we keep doing it for one another and to one another in the name of Jesus, just like Jesus on the cross hung for us all, then we too, we hang for one another. That freedom and fulfillment and honor can take place in everyone's life. Your hero is the reason that you are heroes. They have made a difference so that you can be a difference. Don't sit on it. Don't hide it. Stand bold and courageous because on days like this that have been set aside to remember them and to honor them and to serve them that have paid the ultimate price, the reason they'll always be remembered, whether it's in your family, in your school, your teachers or those who've gone before you, because they paid the ultimate price for you and you and you and you. Their legacy still lives on. We would never forget them. We will always remember. We will always remember. And we would never forget Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Because of him, we have life and have it more abundantly that we can give away ourselves as heroes to the least of those, to his glory. God bless you. Please remain standing just for a moment. We're going to close with a word of prayer, then the retrieving of the colors, and that would be the conclusion of the service. And then um, Colonel Bancroft is taking everybody out to Chickie and Pete's. So we appreciate that. Can we have a word of prayer? Whether you feel comfortable closing your eyes or opening them, someone gave or tried to give their life for, for our brother Zali to give him freedom. It's an act of God's love and God's grace and God is wanting to give you his son Jesus for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life but you could have heard Brother Zali's voice or you hear my voice the more important voice at this moment is God's voice wants you to know how much he does value you and love you and care about you. He wants to show you how much he loves you and he did that a couple thousand years ago by sending his son Jesus who did nothing wrong. The Bible says no sin 
The Bible says that Jesus went to the cross and became sin to take your sin and put it on himself so you could have life. You could have hope. You could have peace. You could have joy. Brother Zali said a few years later he became a Christian. He asked Jesus into his heart. And this morning, you could ask the Lord to come into your heart. You open up your mind, your heart to him. Say, Lord, I need you. I can't do this without you. I'm a sinner. Apart from you, I can't make atonement for my own sin. But Jesus will come in. He'll clean you up from the inside out. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with him. And he loves you and he cares about you. It's not a mistake or an accident that you're here today. But if you'll open up your heart and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? The Bible says today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of hope. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. God comes to us. We don't have to go to him. He's here. He's present. And he loves you. One more scripture verse the Bible says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He's already done it for you, but you open up your heart. You humble yourself and say, Lord, I really, I receive this good news, this gospel. This is for me, and I want to give my heart to you. And that begins a relationship with God, and the Lord will lead you. And we can help you as a church, but this is between you and God, where you say yes to him. No one's looking around, but maybe you just lift up your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Because I need to ask the Lord to come into my heart and come into my life. I need to ask Jesus to come into my life. The ultimate sacrifice for our lives. I wonder if we could all just pray a simple prayer. I'll pray. Maybe you could just repeat it back. Sometimes people have a hard time even knowing what to say to God. They want to, but sometimes God uses pastors or Christians in our life to help us. Can we all just maybe say this simple prayer? Maybe you said it a long time ago or last year or last week. But dear Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross and they put you in a grave and you rose again to give life. I need life. I need hope. And I give you my heart so you can live inside of me and I can follow you the rest of my life. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord is really good. If you would like to keep growing and learning more about the Bible or what God wants to do in your life, we invite you to be a part of our services, 9 o'clock and 1045 every service. Not as good as preaching as that, Brother Zali. We appreciate you opening up your heart. Could you show your appreciation one more time? Thank you. special guests. Thank you for all who have served. Colonel Bancroft, won't you come and lead us in retrieving